This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith. Uh, Keith Baldry, Baldry's Beat, brought to you by Harbor Air. Keith Baldry, our Global Legislative Bureau Chief. Lots to talk about. Hey, Keith. Uh, hey, Jody. Yeah, crazy day yesterday. Let's j- dive right in. Give me the BTS, the behind the scenes on John Horgan's, Premier John Horgan's announcement that he'll be stepping away from politics. Well, it's interesting. This had been not rumored, but certainly been discussed for some time ever since his cancer uh, diagnosis back in uh, in December. Uh, he was noticeably a little lost his step in the last session. There had been speculation, um, ongoing speculation among staff, amongst ministers, among reporters about just what he would do. Would he run again in the next election? That looked like it wasn't going to happen, but the fact he did it yesterday still had people. Uh, what I found interesting is that people who usually know what's going on in this government, very senior staff, were kept in the dark about this, uh, even though it was starting to leak out uh, in unconventional ways. And I think there's a lot of finger-pointing going on in government right now, how, w- how this was handled, that this was sprung on a lot of staff people. Uh, the people who usually are privy to this information were kept in the dark. Uh, now, that's sort of an insider baseball situation. The public probably doesn't really care about that. But it was it did show that uh, not all everyone was on the same page yesterday. But everyone was on the same page in terms of praising John Horgan for the job he's done as premier. I think uh, he's getting uh, kudos from all corners, all political corners, uh, and congratulations. Uh, so it's uh, it's I think it's a blow to the NDP. No question that he's their number one asset. And I think there's a little disappointment. I detected well a lot of disappointment yesterday that uh, with the realization amongst many people that their number one asset was not going to be front and center in the next election. And that's the challenge to the NDP now: find a replacement who can do as good a job of Horgan and still concoct that successful recipe that he concocted in his five years as premier, uh, which was basically a centrist progressive approach and not giving in to activists and not giving in to certain sectors within the party, but trying to govern on the straight and narrow. And that's going to be a challenge in the leadership race. First and foremost, I love inside baseball. One of the reasons why I love Baldry's beat so much. And secondly, uh, I would like your take on how Horgan's approval rating is higher now than when he was elected. That is highly unusual. Very unusual. We had Glenn Clark, former premier, on uh, yesterday, and he made that point too. But how many politicians actually get more popular when they're in, when they're actually in power? It's usually the other way around, and it's a challenge for for leaders to recapture that popularity when they go in front of the voters. And Horgan never had that problem. He's been, even though his approval rate in the last Angus Reid poll was down five points, I suspect it's gone up ever since he kiboshed that museum idea and took full responsibility for it. But um, he carved out a persona as premier. We used to we jokingly call him Premier Dad, where he yeah. came on as the as the sort of the, the father figure to many people, sort of chiding people or giving them advice, and not really being over the top when it came to rhetoric or anything like that, and just trying to be sort of the the everyday person, the common man. And yeah. few politicians can find that uh, can carve out that persona. And and to maintain that for a long period of time, and he did that. I mean, the John Horgan you see, I've been this point many times. I've known him for 35 years or so. He's um, he is not 
it's a different persona than when he was in opposition. In opposition, he was a yes. frustrated, angry guy because he couldn't do anything. He was expected to have miracles, but not able to implement them. He's not a thankless task, but as premier, he gets to actually do things, and he's uh, he just became a different personality as a result. Yeah, in opposition, he always came across a little bit, even just as a as a top liner sort of spectator of it a bit of a hothead and mm-hmm. then as a leader he only really got himself in trouble when he went you know when he deviate on a tangent and try and you know spin a yarn and 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 make a joke that perhaps people then would would judge in a way that's through a yeah. political lens yeah right? and he, we used to call them organisms where he'd, he'd yeah. misspeak <laughs> or say something that wasn't yeah. quite right but um this just shows you his popularity that he was forgiven for many of those things. It wasn't like yeah. uh, um, being denounced because he got something wrong. It was like, no, that's not quite right there, Mr. Premier. Um, and uh, and he never really suffered as a result of that because his other attributes uh, canceled that out. Yeah, that humanized piece. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up as well, Keith. In Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic uh, that we're still dealing with, you've said it countless times how Horgan said, I will not be the face of this. I'm going to let my leaders lead. Yeah, I remember our conversation in his office in March 2020, just as the pandemic began. Uh, was the last time I was, I was two years before I was in his office again. I think, but he said, "Look, I'm not. I'm not uh, going to be the face of this thing. I'm not leading this. You know, I'm not going to be in front of the cameras every day, trying to take ownership of this." A reference to, I think, some of his colleagues across the country, notably Jason Kenney, and at that time Doug Ford. Uh, but I've got a team, and they're going to lead this, and that means uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, Health Minister Adrian Dix, then Finance Minister Kel James, uh, Mike Farnworth, the Public Safety Minister, and they're still Kel James is retired, but those are still by and large those leading the BC through the pandemic. Horgan would appear from time to time. Yeah. But it also showed that you, if you didn't take a deep dive into COVID, you could get some things wrong. And there was a couple of times when he got a few things wrong, like urging, I remember notably, urging people to get out and travel the province. And we all thought, no, that, that that's not no. going to come for a couple more weeks yet. Um, yeah. And a couple other little, back in the days when we're all trying to figure out what the rules are, what the guidelines yeah. are, what what, we, what your safe six was. Remember those days at your bubble? Oh, I do. You know, I all do. that stuff. And people were trying to figure it all out. And sometimes horror would get a little wrong because everybody else was getting it wrong and the only people who really got it right sometimes were those who paid really close attention to that one particular file but as premier you got to pay attention to so many files and that's why he sort of sometimes got a few things wrong but again because he was popular uh, there was no downside to that all right let's uh switch gears we'll get back to horgan when we get to calls i'm sure but let's switch gears now to what happened in saanich here's saanich mayor fred haynes uh, speaking to how the community is reeling after a running gun battle bank robbery in that community. Have a listen. We're all in shock. We're uh, uh, devastated that our officers are injured. These are individuals that run to danger to save our residents from danger. Two suspects dead, six officers injured. Keith, uh, this very close to your front door. Literally. So the security at the legislature are former police officers, fully trained, and almost all of them are former Saanich and Victoria police officers. And yesterday, you know, as much as we're all focusing on Horgan, the big story around the ledge for many people was what's happening in Saanich because of the personal connection many people who work at the legislature have to those officers in um, in Saanich and Victoria. In fact, the emergency response team, which was the people running towards danger yesterday, they were running towards gunfire, and six of them were shot. 
they actually train right outside my door. Literally 10 feet outside my door is another door that says simulation training um, here. No live ammunition beyond this point. And the ERT guys would joke with me, so that must, must make you feel a little safe. There's no live ammunition past this. So what they, they use simulated ammunition, and they actually have armed intruder takeout drills literally right outside my door. And occasionally, and they, they, they troop up the stairs, about a dozen of them, in full battle gear with Kevlar vests, helmets, guns, uh, and one of them plays the bad guy, and they try to take him out. And you hear in my office the simulated gunfire, sort of like firecrackers going off. So those are the same guys uh, who were shot yesterday. So there is a personal connection down here at the ledge. So many people know these people, and they have, uh, you know, the security officers at the ledge are either former members, colleagues of these people, or are married to people who are also officers at Saanich and in Victoria. In fact, the, the security service here is jokingly called Saanich South Police because there's so many connections. And so that's what happened yesterday was so dramatic in the hallways of the legislature because there was a real personal connection down here. So six officers injured, one uh, severely injured. Any any news on that sixth officer's uh, Not officially, although I also no. get my information from security here who are constantly checking because of the personal connections. Yeah. And they tell me that yeah. last night they checked and that he'd had several surgeries and there was reason for optimism. So that's good news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Okay. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith, Keith Baldry, Baldry's Beat, Global Legislative Bureau Chief. And Keith, I I meant to ask you, and I'm going to open up the phones on this as well, because I wonder what people... Uh, are thinking in terms of who maybe should step into the role of leader of the NDP party at, at BC NDP, uh, who they'd like to see if they are NDP voters, who they'd like to see be the premier of British Columbia. And, uh, and, and th- I mean, that's going to be a hot topic all the way through. Uh, yeah, it's that- gonna, I don't think, I don't think it's going to heat up for a while. I think um, I, I would suspect the vote, the leadership vote be held sometime in October or November after the municipal elections, which is a bit of a complicating factor. And it's all about sign-ups. You know, we saw that uh, in other party leadership races, including the NDP, when Adrian Dix won, it was about who who can sign up the most party members. It's probably going to be a preferential ballot where you rank the candidates, first, second, third choice, and so on. And the usual names are already surfacing potential candidates. Attorney General David Eby, for example, is one name that comes up. Uh, Ravi Kalon, the uh, jobs minister from Delta North, is another one that I think his name is emerging. Josie Osborne, the former mayor of Tofino, who's highly regarded in the land, water, and resource stewardship, I think that's what it's called, portfolio, which is a new one. Um, yep. You've got those three names. You've got Bowen, uh, Ma. Bowen Ma, North Vancouver, maybe Katrina Chen from, from Burnaby. Uh, what well, about I threw on the global news hour last night was Brad West, the mayor oh, of yeah. Port, Port Coquitlam, uh, who's, I don't think, going to be ruling this out. I don't think he's necessarily jump in right away. Well, those are just some of the names. Uh, there'll be others as well. I think the NDP realizes uh, they want to have a very diversified field of candidates, uh, men and women, uh, various ethnic communities represented here. That's not just going to be a stodgy 
group of people, and also younger. You know, John Horgan's uh, approaching his mid-60s. It's, he's already called for a, a, a sort of a generational change. So I think you're going to see a younger uh, leader emerge, um, perhaps a woman, perhaps uh, someone from an ethnic community. But it's it's going to be, I think, at least probably half a dozen candidates, I suspect, at the end of the day. Maybe, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. And again, I think it'll the challenge, whoever wins that, is to replicate what John Horgan did. I don't think there's a need for renewal in the party. I don't think there's a need to change the channel. I think they're, they're still swimming along quite high in the polls. The Liberals are have yet to rebuild themselves. Um, nevertheless, I think Kevin Falcon has to be secretly happy that his his number one nemesis or, or obstacle, uh, which is a popular John Horgan, is now no longer going to be on the ballot when uh, on, uh, voters go to the polls in 2024. Heard the newly minted BC Liberal leader on with mornings with Simi today, and and it was it was great to hear. As we're hearing Sonia first to know, the BC Green Party leader said it just earlier in this program as well. Uh, how well respected and well regarded as a person that John Horgan is, and yes, at the same time, Kevin Falcon was very clear on how this gives an opportunity to the BC Liberals to make some headway while there is sort of that upheaval time, uh, cabinet shifts and what have you. I mean, the complexities that the NDP will now go through, as you say, uh, you know, walking towards finding a new party leader um, is no small task. Uh, Sonia Firstino referenced earlier in the, in, in this hour about, or sorry, last hour that, that she said she knew something was up because she could see all the meetings happening and the, and the, the shifts and, and how files were being moved. The preparations were underway. There were cues. Um, perhaps. I mean, Sonia's office does look out over the premier's office as my window overlooks the premier's office as well. I'm not, again, I go back to where there, this was basically a secret thing that was a lot of people were kept in the dark. And so I don't think it's quite as obvious as that. But although, having said that, there was certainly rumors. And when he gave that interview to Gregor Craigie last week and said, asked about his political future, I'll have more to say about that next week. Every That's all I've yeah. talked about all weekend. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. It, was, it was criminology. Yeah. Let's read the tea leaves here. And one of the tea leaves I was reading also was I knew Horgan really would would have loved to have taken Kevin Pelkin on an election and, and defeat him. But I think at the end of the yeah. day, what was telling yesterday is he's quitting even earlier than a lot of people had anticipated, even those those of us who thought he wasn't going to run, thought he'd stay on longer. But evidently, the fatigue and lack of energy that has come from the, the post-radiation uh, effects of being treated like that are clearly uh, weighing quite heavily on him. And that's why he said, yeah. felt he just really couldn't give that type of commitment, not just for six years, but even for two years. I like that he wanted to be just John looking for friends at the garage sale. <laughs> that's right. And watching otters frolic on the beach. Um, there it is. He texted me. And Keith Baldry. Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you off. We got to uh, we got to bail here because we got to tell everybody about Harbor Air. Where we're going to come and visit you and, and jump on one of those Harbor Airs and come and tour of the legislature. I'm overdue. Thank you for this. We'll talk tomorrow. Talk tomorrow.